This is the 343 Podcast. I'm your host, John Pronich. Welcome to the show. One of my favorite things to do is record evergreen articles from the 343 library. But instead of continuing to do just that, I'm going to start expanding on the articles and providing additional thoughts, information, and even start asking you some questions too. Today, I'm revisiting the topic of player development and presenting Gary Clyburn's article, Quality Pro Player Development or Recreation, People Don't Know the Difference. Now, this topic can be polarizing. On one hand, people want American professional teams to do well. People also want the senior national teams to not only be competitive, but to be dominant. And if a team fails, like the U.S. men's national team did in 2017, when they were eliminated from the World Cup qualifying, people cite things like problems with player development and lack of this and lack of that. And that is evidence of the desire to have high quality players, which requires high quality player developers and high quality player development environments for that type of work to flourish in. But on the other hand, when people attempt to perform their jobs with the idea of producing high quality professional players in mind, they are often ridiculed, outcasted, and interfered with. These talent developers are often told that they're being too hard on kids or that they're taking it too serious or that they're harming the player's development by making them specialize. And in American youth soccer, we are fed the unfortunate message that winning doesn't matter. And we have an anti-competitive system which lacks merit-based advancing mechanisms. And that is a big hindrance to us. So as you can see, this discussion of professional player development slash recreational player development presents quite the paradox, and it creates a lot of room for discussion. Do we want to produce successful players? Do we want to produce successful teams? Or do we want to keep things recreational? Understanding the difference between those two environments is important, and Gary's article shed a lot of light on the topic. So that is what today's episode is all about. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of the topic, I'd like to tell you about two programs that 343 offers. One is for ambitious soccer coaches, and the other is for parents and players that are looking for a solution to the personal training problem. So if you are a coach, chances are that you are looking for a proven possession-based methodology to study and a proven practitioner to learn from. 343's premium coaching membership program provides just that. This program doesn't just show you how possession soccer can be played in America, it shows you how you can use the same gold standard training methods to help your teams play that too. Real footage of real practice sessions and real games allows you to see and hear how Brian Clyburn has repeatedly built some of the strongest youth teams in this country over the course of the last decade. With your membership, you also get eBooks, audio interviews, and additional support from the members only forums to assist you in your coaching development. To learn more about the benefits of the 343 premium coaching membership, you can visit 343coaching.com. Once again, that is 343coaching.com. All right, parents, it's your turn. Parents, you want what is best for your player, right? Well, a lot of parents are looking for better and a smarter approach to personal training. The 343 Masterclass will provide exactly that with its simple, powerful, and affordable all-in-one solution to the individual player development problem. 
In fact, we use the stories and the examples of the professional players and families that we've worked with, players like Ulianes and Alex Mendez, to demonstrate how this unique approach to individual training and mentorship can help you and your player get the most out of your valuable, valuable time. To learn more about this exclusive online course, you can visit 343masterclass.com. Now, at the time of releasing this episode, the course isn't open yet, but enrollment will be open soon. And the people that are on the priority enrollment list will be the first ones to know about it and have the best shot of getting in. Uh, so make sure you're on that list so that way you don't miss the, the window where the course is open. That's 343masterclass.com. Now on to today's topic, quality pro player development or recreational. People don't know the difference. Gary wrote about this in 2013. He wrote about this four years before Efra Alvarez signed his first contract with LA Galaxy. He wrote about this five years before Alex Mendez was recognized as best male young player of the year by U.S. Soccer. Gary wrote this seven years before Uli Yanez made his U.S. men's national team debut. And what do all of those players have in common? They were all brought up in an environment that was intended to produce professional players. That was always the goal. From the time these guys were eight and nine years old, they were working to someday become a pro. Now, this environment was unique. This was different than so many other soccer environments, so many different club soccer environments that you can think of. These guys were pushed to be pros, designed and built to be pros. And a lot of people take issue with that. And I'm sorry to point out, a lot of people also don't produce professional players of this caliber. And these are the same people that you'll see crying about this issue on social media after a catastrophe like the U.S. men's national team had in 2017, or the same people that will complain about, oh, the rest of the world is catching up to the U.S. women's national team. These are the same people. So when it comes to discussing professional and recreational Gary said, a line must be drawn between the two camps. And that line is, one side, those who ultimately view soccer as recreation, and the other side, those who are about creating professional footballers of the highest quality. Because both of those have vastly different requirements. So let's start with the recreational environment. This does not mean the rec soccer community, in air quotes, as in reserve for AYSO or its analogs. No, this could include anyone anywhere throughout the soccer pyramid from those having a role in the bronze level club to the development academy, to college, to MLS, to the national teams themselves and to any organization and its supporters. What we're talking about here is a state of mind that in and of itself will be reflected in what your product is and who it's for. Okay. Now let's talk about the professional development environment. The one that everyone wants to have but that so many aren't willing to fully commit to. If you go apprentice under a master violinist, you go to reach the maximum at the violin. Again, you go to learn the violin. You don't go for mathematics, morality, or to treat it as some extracurricular activity. It is the curriculum. It is the passion. The professional mindset carries an insatiable appetite for the peak. You don't constantly hedge your bet or console yourself with rationalizations. This goes for both student and master and their expectations of each other. 
the person doing the mentoring has little place for pupils of a recreational inclination. Hopefully, you can tell this is a vastly different mindset. You're all in or you're all out. And Gary continued by writing about some of these requirements. And he said, here is where we have a severe problem in the soccer community. Far greater, far greater than 99% at any level fall in the recreational camp. And you can't seem to distinguish between the two. Most don't even recognize or want to recognize that this line exists, let alone explore it. This is, this is probably hitting home for a lot of people right now. And I'm sorry, but it's designed to get under your skin a little bit and make you think. He continued with, I can accept that. What I can't accept is when the recreational mindset pollutes the discussion and the policies within what should be an unwavering commitment to pro player development. That is a huge problem and a huge reason for this country's mediocrity. So here we are again. We're talking about pro soccer player development. We're talking about success on the professional stage, on the national team stage. And when there's failure there, people cite things like pro player development problems. But when you track that all the way back to U9s, U10s, U11s, U12s, and so on, what do we have? We have a recreational mindset. That's just the truth. It's just the truth. The requirements are so different when you're talking about professional and recreational. They are essentially opposites. Here, here's what you hear a lot of times. It's all about the kids. They're only 12. Playing time issues. They need to be well-rounded. Just let them play. Cutting players is horrible. Winning over development. Referees this, referees that. Oh, here's a good one. Unlucky. Don't run up the scores. And when this recreational camp really gets involved, they say they, they say some things like this. Mourinho's a piece of garbage. Or Suarez is a piece of garbage. They also say things like, coaches should shut up on the sidelines and just sit down. Let the players figure it out. It's a player's game. Yeah, we get all kinds of things. These are all artifacts of the recreational state of mind. It's not a complete list, just a fraction of a list, but it gives you an idea. And that's okay. Hey, it's okay to be thinking these things if you're willing to admit that that's for recreational soccer. And sure, these things have a time and a place in the professional camp, but the frequency and the magnitude with which they arise, along with the context, is a dead giveaway on which side of the fence one resides. And if you want to pursue footballing, and a field product of the highest quality, you do not apply the recreational mindset and requirements. Doing so leads to, you guessed it, recreational products. And that's what we are living with. Essentially, one big AYSO community operating under the guise of a competitive academy professional environment. Here are our two examples. Number one, the pro camp relentlessly pursues the scouting, identification, and the recruiting of the best possible players, which of course requires the identification and the releasing of the weakest players. Something demonized by the rec mentality. 
and something the rec community wants to dictate and attach certain terms as to how this should and shouldn't be done. Here's another example. The pro camp relentlessly pursues both winning and development. This discussion is closed. The door is shut. The door is nailed shut. There's boards across it. You cannot go anywhere else with that discussion. The pro camp relentlessly pursues both winning and development. There's no winning over development. There's no winning or development. There's no development over win. No, it's both. It's a package deal, winning and development. Case closed. So this begs the question, what camp are you in? If you don't churn out quality professionals, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are in the recreation camp. Similarly, if quality pros happen to have come from your teams, that does not mean necessarily that you are in the professional camp. And the differentiator could be the following. If you run your ship with genuine and extraordinary commitment to the understanding and execution of the professional mindset and the requirements that come with it, you are not a rec person or a rec program. But here are some key takeaways. There exist two camps. One, those who ultimately view soccer as recreation. And two, those who are about creating professional footballers of the highest quality. Both have vastly different requirements. And since far greater than 99% at all levels are in camp number one, whatever few camp number two people still exist have enormous pressure to conform and to pander to the camp number one mentality. And what do I mean by that? People in the pro footballing mindset are forced to dumb themselves down, to not aspire to their goals, to not push players to their maximum potential, which creates just a whole bunch of mediocrity. Now, this article opens the door to start discussing many other things. Who is responsible for selecting players? Who is responsible for selecting coaches? Who is actually responsible for developing players that we see on professional rosters? Who is responsible for creating teams? Who's responsible for teams advancing to the first division? or being kicked out of the first division, or leagues being shut down, all kinds of different stuff that we could talk about here, right? Uh, one of the more important ones that we'll definitely talk about in the future is if a club, a youth club, doesn't have a professional team, why would they ever want to create professional players? Who are they, who are they creating players for? All questions that need to be answered. But before we start diving into those topics, I think it's important for everybody to just pause and think about what camp you are really in. Do you want rec soccer or do you really want to see this country produce top level pros? And are you willing to sacrifice that comfortable, cushy feeling that you get from being in the rec soccer camp to be put in the cauldron of the pro soccer camp? We'll cover more about this topic and other topics in the future, so make sure you are subscribed to the 343 podcast by searching 343FM on whatever podcast provider you are using. You can also provide your thoughts about this episode and future episodes or past episodes, or just go on there and just just unleash on us for whatever reason you want to. Uh, you can do that in the comment section of any episode on 343coaching.com. And while you are there, you can also find all of the info for 343's premium coaching membership program that I spoke about at the beginning of the show. 
Once again, you can find all of that at 343coaching.com. And don't forget, parents and players, you can get a dose of 343's pro player training and mentorship in that mentality that we used to build players like Uli, like Alex, like Efra. You can get a dose of that with our new course offering at 343masterclass.com. Once again, that is 343masterclass.com. All right, that's it for right now. I just threw my hands up in the air. I'm done. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys here next time on the 343 Podcast. Right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 343 Podcast. If you are interested in accelerating your development as a coach and learning more about possession-based soccer, you can visit 343coaching.com and sign up for our premium coaching membership program. That is where you will get access to video, audio, and ebook lessons that will help you reduce your trial and error time by showing you the methods that have been proven to work in the American soccer environment. You can visit 343coaching.com to learn more about our coaching programs. Once again, that is 343coaching.com. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast, and we will catch you next time.